You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. Hi, I'm Mistress McCutcheon. And I am The Wasteland. And it's Midnight Somewhere. Today's show, we're talking about a bunch of albums that came out in recent period of time. We were kind of scouring through our collection to take a look at what came out in the first quarter of this year. And we've noticed that there's actually a lot of things that are going to be released very soon that we were like, oh, well, we've got this, this, and this to look forward to, but it hasn't quite been released yet. But what's been released in recent times that we need to be talking about? Yeah, I think the oldest thing I went back to was about October. I don't, yeah. I, th- I think you're in the same range. Yeah. Like most. everything towards the tail end of 2019, some albums that deserve some love. I mean, maybe they, they just came out uh, and it was like, a, oh, I just discovered it at this point. But I'm like, oh, and that's pretty recent. And there was because, like a tornado of releases, too, at the end of the year there. There was yeah. a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah, everybody seems to want to put stuff out in October so that it's out for Halloween or that people are, are listening to stuff just before the, the year ends. Or you could get into it in time for spring tour season when it's probably a little cheaper. That's that's right. That's true. So in a world where there is a lot of chaos going on right now and uh, we've got a lot of shit on our plate and, and so do you and, you know, shit is just fucking happening and music is just so important right now because... This is, I think, our, our lifeblood, and this is what helps keep us going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on transit a fair bit, so I listen to other podcasts and music. Bandcamp is my, uh, you know, strap me in and shoot me up. Yeah, I <laughs> it's agree. It's my fix. I agree. <laughs> I agree, because, I mean, I don't know what I'd be, you know, dealing with work and, and listening to music all the time that it can take me to another place. And it's just super important to us. And this is why we have a podcast to talk about music. So what do you want to talk about first? Which one? Well, you know, what's really funny is I think we've really fulfilled our uh, CanCon requirements for this episode because a bunch of the stuff that we've picked is actually Canadian. Yeah, you were telling me that, actually. I didn't even I I knew one of mine was. And then you started listing the others like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's start off with uh, Reese Filber. Yep. Definitely Canadian. Uh, That was my pick a little bit, a little bit. uh, I feel like it's pushing the boundaries of what genres we typically might cover but you know it's it's definitely there techno for the darkly inclined uh really punishing industrial techno i really dig a lot of that sound now some of the songs are real minimal but they build into something uh they're going back to using samples it's a lot of what it could have been if um maybe we didn't get the big future pop takeover or the dark electro takeover in the 90s with like Wumpscut and all that other stuff yeah, but uh, you know, like if you you could draw almost a straight line in my head from you know Front Two Four Two and Nitzareb straight to what's happening with a lot of the music today, um, and that's why I sometimes don't get why a lot of people aren't into it because it has a lot of the same elements. It's, it's like what's what's the difference to me? What's the difference? But 
Tell me your take. Well, it's really funny because I hear Reese Filber and I think Frontline Assembly, I think Delirium, I think Conjure One, all these various projects that he's done. And uh, and this is his second solo album. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's called Ostalgia. And I love this album for the gym. <laughs> I love this album for the gym because I will take this to the gym and this is a great workout playlist to to listen to Uh, if you don't like techno you're not going to like this album but if you need something to really get your blood pumping and to get your heart racing and to just move this this is the right fix and i really enjoyed this album i mean it falls into the techno category but you could definitely feel his touch on it from what he brings to fla yeah, and, yeah I agree. and a lot of the newer FLA albums, like there's, it's it's got crunch to it. It's got like pounding beats. It's got uh, you know uh, cycling samples. It's it's got all those things in there that you, we've come to appreciate FLA for, um, especially in the last I don't know, like five six years. He's been doing records with them again, mm-hmm. right? Maybe longer because uh, Civilization's like 2004, but I think he dropped out for a little while again. I don't know. It's hard to keep track which albums he's on or not for me. The big highlight track for me and the one I would like to play here is actually the second track on the album. It's so dynamic because it's got this beautiful build to it. And then all of a sudden you get about three, almost three and a half minutes in and the string comes in and you're like, oh, that's just it's everything. It's so good. It's called 12 Steps. Yeah. And why not actually just to interject before it comes on? Um, I was listening to this on Bandcamp, and when that string level hit is when I decided to buy the album. Oh, it's so good, so good. So here's 12 Steps.
The next one on the list comes from Turkey. And frequently when we think of the up-and-coming dark wave, goth, post-punky stuff coming out of Turkey, the immediate reaction is she passed away. Yeah, yeah. Or, or honestly, because I, I know you're into the belly dance thing, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be belly dance music. It's going to be like gothy belly dance music. Not at all, not at all. The uh, next band that I'm talking about is Affet Robot, which uh, translated is Forgive Robot. The EP came out in September of last year. Yeah, like the tail end of September. Came out the 27th, according to my notes here. So, uh, no, I really like this. I was surprised. I was very surprised. I really like this. Um, and, you know, personally, when, when I was picking what, what I wanted to share, I didn't want to go with an EP because I was afraid that there wouldn't be as much to say. But there was a lot going on on this. And I was really, like, you kind of quashed my, my whole preconception about, you know, an EP won't give us enough to talk about. <laughs> um, so thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> I wish I understood Turkish, because the song's like, I can't tell, you know, what the, the emotion that comes through in the voice, I'm hoping I'm reading it right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The first track on the EP has a really charming video to it. Uh, the name of the EP, uh, I'm going to try my best. I listened to um, some pronunciation of how to how to say the name of the EP. It sounds like Herzertsuts Seyirla. And the first track on it is called Fertina. If you're into post-punk, if you're into dark wave, you're going to really dig this. Ağzımdan Patladım patlayacak sen 
so uh, the next album that uh, up that I picked was the new Stranger, Strangers album, uh, Death is the Only Way Out. I really like them. I, re- I really, it took me a bit to get into them, but once you get into them, they have a real unique sound because they write most of their songs in a major key, if you really listen to them. Another Canadian act. Another Canadian act. They're from Calgary. They are a two-piece act. They're, they're doing a whole series on their Instagram where, where they're uploading videos from YouTube talking about every song in this album. So, I mean, if you dig into the album and you want to know more about them, go check those out. That's cool. But, like, for me, uh, I just, like, you know, you could really feel the honesty and the uh, emotion come through in every track. Yeah, this is this is a really interesting album because I think I had put it on while I was working one day and I I, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, because it was just kind of in the background and nothing really grabbed me. But then I actually sat down and gave this a proper listen. And there's a lot emotionally going on in this album. And uh, there there are a lot of really like choice tracks that I think would be dance floor bangers on this album. Uh, Again, it can be really heavy listening to the lyrics because every time I think of uh, an album that sounds like it's happy, but then when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, fuck, there's some shit going down. I always think of a band like Strawberry Switchblade where it's very poppy music, but then the lyrics are so dark. And that's very much what's happening here. Yep. Talking about suicide, talking about, uh, you know, talking about death. It's a theme that's running through the album. Since this was your first album from them, the very first song starts with that kind of like a montage of their previous albums. Okay. Uh, so like if you, if you hadn't heard the other albums, you might not get that. And there are certain uh, elements from those songs, the specific ones they pick that play into what's going on in this album. Yeah. So the, And they did that at the beginning of the second album too, because this is their third now. And... Um, it really kind of ties the three of them together almost as a trilogy. So if you liked it, I do suggest you go back and give those a listen. Okay. Uh, you will see their growth as a band, too, by by listening to them. Like, the first album is a lot more simplistic musically, or, or at least in the recording and mixing and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, it, they have definitely come into their own, and they, you know, they're from Canada, and they've played more dates in the States, and I've never seen them come to uh, Toronto that I know of. So That's such a tough bag I it mean, is a tough bag. when you're a canadian artist you have to leave in order to be successful although that could be true of a lot of places where you you kind of have to leave and then you come home and you can be the hometown hero when you come back yeah it, it's really difficult to kind of get things rolling because i mean i remember that when my my old roommate who was my dj mentor was in a band and he he was like oh yeah come down and see us at this there was this tiny venue on the lower east side called baby jupiter which so doesn't exist anymore but uh i remember him saying oh come down and see us we're kind of like modern day joy division we're doing this like post-punk thing blah 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 i'm like all right cool went and saw them i was like yeah they're pretty good and then they went off and toured around europe and they came back and they were signed to matador and they became a big deal and they they exploded and that band was interpol so uh, which, you know, love it or hate it, it can be very... De- Gotta go they, to Europe. They could, yeah, they could be very derivative, sure, but a lot of people really like them, and, uh, and they were fun. They yeah. were a lot of fun. But anyway, we're not talking about Interpol, we're talking about Strangers, and uh, the, the song I'd really like to play that, again, just gets stuck in my head and has been in regular repeat on one of my playlists, um, is That Would Be Criminal.
There's a lot of bands with soft in the name. There's Soft Moon. There's Soft Kill. One of the recent finds for me was a band called Soft Riot. Uh, the album is called When Push Comes to Shove. And again, this fulfills another one of our uh, CanCon requirements, I, I suppose, in that JJD, who's the the guy in the band, uh, is a former Canadian from Vancouver who currently lives in Glasgow. So this album, it wasn't... It wasn't my favorite one that you sent over, but it, it it was good. It just it it needed another dynamic to it, or maybe the mix needed to be different because it just sounded like like the highs of the keys and the bass lines were all the same level, and it just maybe it was because I was listening to it on headphones. But it, I I also switched headphones to ones that had more bass, and it just didn't help. It, it, it to me it came out flat, which is bad because the songwriting is actually really good. Like he's writing great songs. I just it just needs a little push. I felt like. Yeah, you were saying it felt a little samey samey to you, but to me, I I really enjoyed this. Upon first listen, it brought images in vogue in mind, and I was like, oh okay. There's a, again, and then I saw that he was Canadian. I was like, oh okay. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Vancouver thing. I don't know. Maybe there's something in the water that produces some really interesting stuff out of Vancouver. But I really, yeah, it's it's super synth pop. It's a darker vein of synth pop, but it's fun. It's very danceable, and yeah, this is totally something I know I'm going to pull out at a, at a, the next prophecy party for sure. Which makes sense. It would totally work in one of your sets. It's just synth pop is not always my jam. You know, I like some synth pop. I'm not going to lie, but I, I tend to be picky with it. I don't know. So I'm not the best person, I think, to review something like this. But I did enjoy it. It was fun. It's just a few tracks in, I kind of lose where I'm at in the album. And that, that to me is not really a good sign. It's like my, my mind started drifting, and I don't know if I'm on track four or if I'm on track seven. And then it turns out I'm on track eight. Gotcha. Okay. What song should we be playing off of this? What would you pick? I really liked the way the album opens and closes. So let's go with the last track. Okay, that would be Your Work Is Never Done. Yes. 
talk about go fight go fight all right i picked this album yes you did and all the proceeds of this album go to races which is awesome i picked this album uh because it's a fun album it's mostly covers but it's an important cause that needs to be supported and i wanted to give what little spotlight we may have at this moment and hope that people go find it uh and you know throw five bucks down yeah go fight uh they're an act based out of chicago and if you don't know what RACES is, it is an acronym that stands for the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. And they are fighting for folks at the border. And they are fighting for folks who need a voice. And I think they're doing amazing work. I've definitely thrown them some money. Uh, and when I was just in Portland uh, about a month and a half ago or so, uh, one of the nights that they were doing, they were raising money for races. So, uh, again, it's uh, racestexas.org if you want to throw them some money uh, because it is a very good cause. It's it, it's one of the many crazy things going on in the world right now. But, again, it's it's worth talking about. And this album, oh, my God. I It made <laughs> me so happy looking at this album because I, I read the track listing and I went, wait a minute, is that? And then there's, like, there's a Shriekback cover on here. There's a Gang of Four cover on here. And then I recognize that's a Dead Milkman cover. Alice like, Cooper, it's Underworld. Fucking fantastic. It's, soft Cell. It's super fun. I have to admit, out of these covers, what really drew me in was My Spine is the Baseline. Mm hmm. Because yep. I think they did a great job with it. Covers can be a really tricky territory because. 
sometimes people are just way too faithful to the original and they don't add anything to it and it's not as interesting. It's like, why did you bother? I could listen to the original, not a big deal, whatever. I want to hear a different twist on it and I want to hear where I forget about the original and can enjoy the cover on its own. That being said, though, I really loved what they did with the yellow cover as well. Yep. Because they modernized it, they made it really interesting, and they they gave it a lot of really good energy. And that was probably the riskiest one on the on the album, I would say. Yeah, Yellow is not an easy band to cover. They really went out on a limb, I think, with that one, and they did a good job. Yeah, they really did a good job. Now, the the interesting thing is, Go Fight is Jim Marcus from Daiwarzu, and so he covers one of his own songs on here, and he dedicates it to his brother, who was his bandmate on that and pushed him a lot in that time. So, like, he's he's also doing a, a take on one of his own songs, which is interesting. Yeah. So, of all the choices on here, which one do we really want to play? Let's go with the Shriekback cover. Yeah. yeah, my spine is the bass line. Yeah. Can leave you with a clip with a cash box. 
But not least, we're going to talk about Ceremony from Twin Tribes. I love this album. This came out in December. Yeah. And they're currently touring. They've been doing a lot of shows. They're all over the place. Uh, They're playing Convergence. There is a vegan goth festival in Atlanta, Georgia, coming up in October that they are playing. They're all over the place. And fuck, I wish Twin Tribes come Toronto to play. This is fantastic dark wave, modern, delicious dark wave. It, it, it's kind of got a little guitar fuzz in there that reminds me a little shoegazy. Like I was listening to this earlier today and and, I, and at one point I even thought this reminds me of Drab Majesty in like all the best ways. And then Drab Majesty came on right as the album finished and I was like, yeah, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a great, I want to sit down and just kind of collect myself and listen to something because all the songs and to me again like you're gonna hear me say this a lot about anytime we talk about music I'm really big on emotion and music and and that's they deliver you know you hear it in his voice in the lyrics I mean he's kind of got that dark wavy almost droney voice but he pitches it and the music talks with him and it's really something there yeah, and it's there's so many great choices for the dance floor as well. I, I'm happy that people are recognizing this on a dance floor. What track do we want to play? You pick. I, I love the whole album. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> yeah, track number eight, Oop Here, I can see where you hear Drab Majesty in it as well, that it, it kind of parallels on that line. So uh, let's play that track.
So that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, I think we've talked about all the albums that we've been listening to together and, and kind of sorting out what we like, what we don't like. And, and again, it's just so exciting to see a bunch of new things coming up and what's being released. And we're looking forward to talking about releases as they come out on this podcast. We're also looking forward to talking to you guys. If you're a promoter or a DJ or a band that's been around for a bit and made your bones in your scene and your local scene we want to hear what's different what's new what what you guys got going on because it is always midnight somewhere and we're interested in trying to bring community back try to tie north america a little closer together yes we've got a couple of scene reports plotted for upcoming episodes that we're really excited to share with you uh because it's it's interesting to see how the scene in various cities and states and provinces and all over North America and how things are similar and how things are different and how things work out. Because again, I've just done some traveling uh, back in early February where I was in Portland and also in Oahu and kind of seeing what's going on scene-wise and and what kind of nights and clubs are, are being offered. And all of us are kind of dealing with a lot of the same issues as well because I know gentrification is very very real in our lives and it's causing a lot of upheaval and a lot of changes because I mean while we're lamenting certain things closing here it, it's not just us Toronto is not isolated in that fact at all I remember again going to Portland they just recently lost one of their clubs Tonic and it's it's happening everywhere though there are a lot of places that are closing rents are getting more expensive and the cost of living getting more expensive in various cities, it, it, it's complicated. But I think this is also an opportunity for creativity to kind of take reign and think of alternative spaces to gather and listen to music and be able to enjoy these types of things, being able to put on events in creative ways, uh, also to support each other and to build each other up as a community. Yeah, I think that's really important because right now the world seems to be going in the direction of isolationism. Man, as a scene, we are small pockets all over the place. And I think it would do us all some good to talk to each other a little bit more. So, yeah, if you guys want to email us at it's midnight somewhere podcast at gmail.com, all one word, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hopefully we could set something up and we can bring you on. Yeah, we'd love that. And also we've got a, a Facebook page. You can like us over there. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and feel free to share it with others. Getting the word out is is great so that more can be listening to what we're doing if you like what we're doing. Until next time. Until next time. It's This podcast was almost called You Can't See Black Cats on the Radio Having Dildo Sword Fights in the Graveyard on Strong Island.